let's lift our hands and release our spirits to Jesus. Right now, will you? Will you lift your voice? Will you lift your voice right now? Whatever your darkness is, it doesn't matter. Lift your voice. Release your heart. Lord, we give you praise. We give you thanks right now. Begin to wash over everyone here. Begin to wash over us. Every hand extended to heaven. Not a soul downcast. Why downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Praise Him. The word praise is yada. Your hands lifted up. It means to throw. Yada. It means to throw down. If you need to throw down, lift your hands to God. Yada. And praise Him right now. Yada, Lord, we praise you right now. And we make room for you right now. In this house, in people's lives, in this place called Crane, we make room for the Lord Jesus. Right now we make room. We call on your name. We can be disappointed by many things, but not calling on your name. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall not be disappointed. So we're calling on your name. We're drawing on your name. We're calling. We're drawing right now. As a body of Christ right now. As the one man. As a warrior unto God. As watchmen on the wall. We're praying. We're praying. We're calling for Jesus. In this house. In this moment. In this right now. Begin to move. Begin to move and wash over your people. Begin to strengthen. Begin to strengthen those who are weak. Let the weak say they're strong. Let the poor begin to say they're rich. Lord, we're your speaking church. And we're proclaiming right now. We're giving you room, our Father. Lord in heaven. Hallowed. We're keeping your name hallowed this morning. We're crying out that your kingdom begins to come because we're receiving a kingdom. More of it even now. More of it even today. We're drawn on you for it. In the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus, we're drawing as a corporate body of Christ. Right now. Paul said, I would not have you ignorant concerning spiritual matters. We're no longer serving dumb idols that are mute. So we're not mute. He said, we speak by the Spirit of God. So we're beginning to speak right now. Your name, Jesus. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be the name of God. Right now, in our midst. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed. Holy to be kept today, right now, in this moment. Let your name be honored. Yeah, sing it. Come on. Let's put that up. Let's put that words up. Yeah. Let that wash over you. Let's all declare that before God. You are here. You are here. You're here, Jesus. You're here. You're here. Wherever you are, you quicken dead things and make them alive. You quicken dead areas of our lives. You make them alive. You are here. Let it wash over you, church. Let it wash over you. Mutter that to God. You're here. You're present in my right now. You are, I am. You're right here. Not in theory. Not in theology, in reality. As you begin to decree that. You're here. You're here. 
You're in us. You're in your church. You are here. Can you begin to pray in your heart right now unto God? Begin to pray. Can you pray in the spirit in your heart? Begin to pray. As you're proclaiming, you're here, Lord. You're here. You're right now in my today. You're right now. I'm not looking at tomorrow. I'm looking at right now. You're in my right now. You're I am right now. You're I am. You're that right now. You are here. Come on, let's proclaim it. Come on, break through, break through. Come on. Come on, come on. Yeah, shriek it out. Prophesy, shriek it out. Come on, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let it rip. Let it rip. Come on. Praises in the dark. Come on. Come on, come on. Roll it out. Release your heart. Come on. Come on. Roll it out. Come on. Straight, straight. Shriek it out. Come on. Come on. Roll it out. Roll it out. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Everybody declare that. Even in the dark. I can still see. Yeah, yeah, come on. try. I can. I can. You're in right now. You can right now. Just can. Live in the can. I can right now. I'm not trying. I can't because I'm alive. I can. Praises even in the dark. Praises in the dark. Singing praises. Singing praises that enlighten our darkness. Amen. Enlighten your darkness. No dungeons dark enough to shut out God's light. No prisons dark enough to shut out God's life. 
I want you just to come up here. Point of contact. Just come on up here. Say, God, it's time. I will. I'm not trying. I can. And let them usher you into that breakthrough of worship. It's time to worship what's prophesied and prophesied in spirit and in truth. Break open. Break out. Break open and break out. The treasure's in the earthen vessel. The treasure's Christ. And man, is he a treasure. Eternal life to break you out. There's no dungeon dark enough to stop the light of Jesus Christ in you. There's no prison dark enough. None. Release that light right now. Break up follow ground. Yeah, we're going to lift it up, all of us, a corporate body. We're going to pierce some darkness today. Pierce darkness over your mind, over your life, and over this church. Come on. To him that overcomes. Do I give to eat of the golden manna? We overcome. Come on. We're overcoming in everything. Praises even in the dark. I can still sing. Sing praises even in the dark. I can still sing. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Breakthroughs, breakthroughs. Yes, yes. Alabaster box is breaking. The ointment breaking. Alabaster box breaking. That oil, that perfume breaking. That sweet aroma. Jesus Christ, the life of God in us. Even Lord, you break through. You break the. You break everyone through. Right now, break that alabaster box. Break it right now. Let that perfume. Begin to fill this house, fill temples, fill this house. Right now, break out that treasure. Jesus, we worship you. We weep. We wash your feet with that ointment today. We're worshipers that worship in spirit and in truth. We've got a divine nature with the divine energy of God to express and reveal you right here and now and we cry out and we call out break through break people through break this church through from dormancy to life life giving spirits full of the energy the energy of God partakers of a divine nature release it release it release it in the name of Jesus we'll worship you Lord in the midst of any darkness in the midst of America we'll worship you no matter how dark it is, we're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. We're joined to the Lord, one spirit with you. Because you live, we live. Even in the dark. 
Now move, Lord, move, move. Move in hearts, move out of hearts. Express your very nature out of every person here. We send back the worship. You first loved us, we love you back with your love. We express back thanksgiving. Revelations chapter 1. You can keep worshiping till you feel fulfilled. There's a pattern in Exodus in 16. He says, come and eat manna, the word of God. you got to get a hold of the word of God. He said, come and get some manna. There's a pattern in Exodus 16. He said, get some manna. Get, get a hold of the word of God. Not on a shallow level. Go into the depth of his word that brings life to us. Medicine to our flesh quickens us. And then he said, there's water in 17 of Exodus. You got to drink that water. You got to eat that manna, church. You got to drink that water. Quench your thirst. And then he said, you're ready for some warfare. It's manna. It's water, Christ. And then it's warfare against Amalekites and your enemies. So partake of his word right now. Partake of his life and spirit. Drink. That's the only way. Revelations 1 verse 9 says this is the revelation of Jesus Christ His unveiling of the divine mysteries God gave it to him to disclose and make known to his bond servants Certain things which must shortly and speedily come to pass in their entirety Verse 9 is what I'm looking for I John Say that with me. I John He says your brother say your brother he didn't say your apostle. He said your brother. Your brother and companion, sharer and participator. With you in the tribulation, say in the tribulation or sufferings, and in the kingdom, and in patient endurance, say in. Which are, where are they? In Jesus Christ. Say, the tribulations, the kingdom, and patient endurance are in Jesus. When you read that, you look in your Bible, how many times it says, in Jesus? Not very many. And he's speaking that on purpose. And he's on the island of Patmos in a dark place. And he's receiving the most abundant light. And he's telling us, the church, there's sufferings in the church, that's going to happen. It's in Jesus. Say, it's in Jesus. See, in Christ is a different dynamic. But in Jesus, he goes, hey, we're going to have some things happen here. But we have the kingdom. Say, the kingdom. We have patient endurance in this. And he was on the aisle called Patmos, banished. I don't care if you feel banished. I felt banished on the account. Why is he there? On the account of my witnessing to the word of God. Say, the word of God. You might be in the hole you're in because of the Word of God. I believe that the best for most of you. Not your stupidity, but because of the Word of God. He said, I'm in here because of the Word of God. I'm in here because of the testimony, the proof and the evidence of Jesus Christ in my life. Say, in your life. I'm in there because of the Word of God. Don't you know? Don't you know? Jesus laid out a parable and he made it clear. He said, Satan comes immediately 
to what? With persecutions for the word's sake. Tell your neighbor for the word's sake. It says in Mark that the Lord worked with his word with signs following. There's a whole lot of working around that word. It would do us well to take up his word. Amen? If God's working by it and Satan's attacking it, there's got to be something to it. Amen? Say, God, put your hand over your heart. It's time to me to approach your word. To get the manna out of it. The riches out of it. The depth of the reality of Jesus out of it. I was talking to a young man and we were talking about the word of God. And I'm saying, listen, when you approach this thing, you may start reading it. But shift from reading it to meditating it. Go from the surface to the depth. You'll see him in it. His word is alive. It's not some fable. So you've got to look into it. Say, look into it. Peter said that angels wanted to, were interested in looking into this greater word that we have. Say, it's doing me well to look into it. Look into it with depth. And I told this young man, you're reading, that's great. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a tip. I'm going to give you a nugget. Don't just read it. Don't just meditate it only. You can be seated. Begin to pray it. Pray that word that you just read. Pray that word that you just meditated, that God spoke to you. Pray that thing and watch more light and depth come to that thing. Amen? So, some of us are in tribulations in Jesus. And as a body of Christ, because we're joined, we're feller, feller, (laughs) companions and participators. We're connected. Amen? And his church is going to go and it's going to experience sufferings, right? Didn't Paul say that? It's going to happen. But we overcome in it. Say we overcome in it. To him that overcomes. Say I'm an overcomer. Listen, when you go through some things, don't ever find yourself saying, I wish I had my life back. You're never going to have it back. You're going to go further. It's never going to be back. You're never going back in anything in Christ. Nobody goes back. They go forward. Amen? Amen? Say, I'm going forward with the Word of God. I'm approaching it as it is the Word of God. Not the Word of a man. Amen? I'm charging you. Look into it. Look at it. Look into it. Then begin to pray that Word. Don't you know that Paul in Ephesians 6, he said about the armor of God. And then he said, pray for all the saints. And I'm leading this up for Anna. For all the saints' prayers, right? How we put the armor on is by prayer. We're praying His Word. That releases His grace. Amen? The psalmist even knew it. He said this, I will say of the Lord's. Say, say. He's praying, saying, then the Lord becomes that refuge. I'm saying, put on the armor. And then the armor's put on. Say, it's prayer. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we thank You for this morning. And we thank you for assembling with saints. And we thank you for the richness and the realness of Jesus Christ in the lives, in our lives here. And that we are fellow companions in the tribulations, in the kingdom, in perseverance, in Jesus. Amen? In Jesus. Say, in Jesus. So, Father, I'm praying right now. Unfold your word. 
through Anna today. You've plowed ground with your spirit, Lord. You prepare our hearts right now to receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls, change our thinking, break down walls and mentalities and philosophies, and honor you, because in reality your name is the word of God. So right now, strengthen Anna to deliver and empty her heart with every dispensing that Jesus that you put in her. Let her wring it out upon us. For we all drink of one spirit today, which is Christ. So reveal yourself in treasure through this earthen vessel. My wife, your daughter, let the word of God have free course. Let it be strong and break it out with your life. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. I wanted to share, I just have some things I think are very exciting and encouraging to share with you. I think you're going to leave here with um, increased faith and uh, thanksgiving to God of how the, he designed the body of Christ to work. And also uh, some of the things that we as those that have inherited salvation have at our disposal. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, one other thing I wanted to say regarding the song before I started these uh, cancer treatments, Richard Bartlett uh, came by one day and he's come, he's come by off and on. He's been a, a big support, him and Dawn, but he just mentioned that he and a friend uh, had gotten together and were praying for me and he had just received, he felt like it was just, you know, a word from the Lord that during this time I would receive, I would be writing songs, um, you know, as I do anyway, but I would, it would not stop, but I would write songs about healing, songs of deliverance and then and about, I guess it was about three weeks later, you know, this song that we sang today, uh, came forth, so I look forward to more, more of that happening. And um, in times past, whenever I've had to approach uh, cancer treatments, it's always as, it's, it was always like, you know, when you're driving down a road, I know we've all done this, you're driving down a road, you're on a trip, whatever, and you see a really dark sky ahead. Have you ever done that? And you know, oh, okay, there's a storm ahead, and you just kind of always wonder, like, I know I'm, there's a storm ahead, that's obvious. We're going to go through it, go through it. But you're just kind of, you know, wondering about how bad is it? You know, what am I going to encounter? How rough is it going to be? How, how tough is it going to be? Just maybe just the intermittent windshield wipers. That's all we're going to need. Or maybe not. So anyway, it's always just kind of like that. And um, this has been a little bit fierce, <laughs> we'll say, a little bit more so. But uh, all the more, you know, God's grace um, is sufficient, and I want to share with you uh, an encounter that I had, and it has to do with the prayers of the saints. And when I say that, I'm talking about the prayers of the saints here on the earth, because you are saints. And I know that you know that. They talked about the saints in Ephesus, the saints in Philippi, the saints in Crane, and then other places. Uh, you know, I know there's people praying for me in California and Oklahoma, you know, New York City. Uh, so I'm going to share with you an, an encounter I had. But before I do that, I want to go over some scriptures. That talk about. I know a couple weeks ago I listened online because I wasn't here. Craig spoke about Acts 12 and the prayers of the saints that got Peter 
uh, set free from prison. I love that story because I love how he shows up in Rhoda. She's like, oh, my gosh. And she runs and says, Peter's out there. And they're like, no, he's not. And they're just they're praying for him. That's what they're doing. But they're like, no, he's not. And he's like, hello, let me in. You know, I just love, love that story. But, uh, but it seems like the church even learned a lesson because previously it said John, I think his name was John, was taken and you know, was, lost his life. Then Peter was taken and the church got busy, and they said they were praying day and night. So they, they learned maybe the hard way. But um, go to Philippians 1.19. Because, you know, when you get into trials like this sometimes, um, I might need that later, though, you know, right there. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not always... Uh, getting up every morning and pacing the floor and praying and confessing the word. And sp- I mean, I'm thank- I thank God I, my, fit, my feet hit the floor when I get out of bed. And I thank you, God, that I'm healed, that I'm well, that I'm free of cancer and I'm freed from cancer. But, you know, there's times where, you know, having done all to stand, I'm, I'm standing fast. I'm just holding fast. And I'm relying on, especially after this last encounter, I'm really relying on the prayers of the saints uh, that's going on. And, I, and one thing I have confidence in for that is I've sowed that. Yeah. I mean, I have, you know, walked the floor and still do for people that I know that are in a fierce battle, and I'm praying for them. So I've sowed that. So I know that it's my right to reap it. Amen. And that's not like some kind of boasting thing. That's just how things work. And you know you have, you have sowed that for others, and it's in your heart to do so by the love of God that he puts in our heart. So Philippians 1.19, Paul said, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation because of two things. What? It says, through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Who's he talking to? When you go to the first verse, he says, uh, it's Paul and Timothy, and he's writing this to the saints in Jesus Christ, which are in Philippi. It's the saints of God. Okay, now go to Second Corinthians one eleven. Okay, and you can put that, actually, start at verse 9, and you can put it in Amplified. I'll just read it from here. It says, Indeed, we felt within ourselves that we had received the very sentence of death. We felt like that, Craig, at the time. But that was to keep us from trusting in and depending on ourselves instead of on God who raises the dead. For it is he who rescued and saved us, from such a perilous death, and he will still rescue and save us. In and on him we have set our hope, our joyful and confident expectation that he will again deliver us, hallelujah, from danger and destruction and draw us to himself. While you also cooperate, and here's your part, by your prayers for us, helping and laboring together with us. Thus, there's the conclusion, the lips of many persons Turn toward God will eventually give thanks on our behalf for the grace, the blessing of deliverance granted us at the request of the many who have prayed. Amen. I, I love that passage. Galatians um, 6.2, you don't really have to go there because it basically just says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Wow. That's like a tall order that gets filled but we just are obedient to bear one another's burdens. And so, by doing that, fulfill the law of Christ. And I was thinking about, you know, what is the law of Christ? 
In Matthew 23, someone came up to Jesus and said, what is the greatest commandment? You know what his answer was? He said, it was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is like it, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. It says all of the law and the prophets hang on those two commandments. And we always talk about the Ten Commandments, and no one ever talks about the two commandments. We see uh, things erected in monuments, the Ten Commandments. You know, there's controversy. You have to take that down. And I've yet to see the two commandments. Have you ever seen it anywhere? I'm thinking about in Crane. Maybe we should erect that. We should do that. Because that is the commandments that Jesus said in the New Covenant and the New Testament. It's not about the Ten Commandments from the way I look at it by what Jesus said. It's about those two commandments. So you fulfill the law of Christ by bearing one another's burdens. So um, before I go on, that when I did write that song, really the first little line or phrase that came to me was, the road is long. Does that make you think of a song? The road is long. <laughs> and I know you're going to laugh. I know you're going to think this corner is cheesy. But I want to play that song because it's really been ministering to me lately. So Kane, if you have that ready... I just wanted to play that through because I've heard it before, you know, but I, I pulled it up because I was, was just really thinking about it a lot after I had this encounter. And just listen, just let it speak to you differently today. Turn it up, okay. It's a long, long 
is what she did to me, but I was listening to it. And I've been listening to it. I love where it says, his welfare is my concern. And uh, we'll get there. So let me share with you now an encounter I had, I think it, a couple weeks ago. I think it'll be two weeks from tomorrow. I was laying on the couch, and it was a really dark day. <laughs> I was not feeling good physically. I just felt miserable. But worse than that, I was really down in my soul. It was that fainting of the soul that you try to prevent. You know, you do your best, but sometimes it just gets you. So I was just laying there, uh, feeling, you know, just tired, frustrated, you know, a little despair going on. And then I can't cry today because I don't have waterproof mascara on, so (laughs) it'll be a scary sight. Anyway, I was laying there, but then... uh, all of a sudden, these, I just call them clear thoughts, began to flood through me as I lay there. And uh, I, I tried to write down some of what I can remember, ver, you know, verbatim. And I, I couldn't get any of it. The part I really love is it started off with my name, saying, Anna Marie, the saints of God are praying for you. You are not alone. You are not forgotten. The saints of God are praying for you. And their prayers are ascending and being heard by the Father. Anna Marie, the saints of God are praying for you. And as I was hearing that, I also was just very aware of, of receive this right now. You know, this is something that God is having spoken into you and just receive it. And so I just, you know, lay there and just let it wash through me and wash over me and minister, minister to me. And it, it did. And from even that day, it's like I, I turned a corner. I had little, you know, little rough bumps here and there. But it hasn't really been the same. I mean, it really did bring about a change. And so I was just going over that, you know, and I tried to write it, write it down. And then I was, uh, started sharing it with Craig. And I, I said, you know what's interesting to me about it? I said, I said the voice sounded familiar. I said, and I, t- I said, I've heard this voice before. I've heard it in the Bible. You're like, what do you mean you've heard it in the Bible? <laughs> you read the Bible. But I know that the Spirit of God intends when you read that you gain a sense or a tone from what you're reading. I mean, I remember, remember when we, used to, we were taught in school, read with expression. Remember because, you know, you know, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. No, you don't read it like that. You know, you read it for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. I mean, and so anyway, when I heard those words, I said, that, that voice is familiar. I said, it's in the New Testament somewhere. I told Craig, I said, I think it's an angel speaking to somebody. And that was, you know, as far as I got, I said, and I, I was thinking maybe it was Peter, because I thought maybe, you know, Peter had had encounters like that. So I was trying to just, I was like, you know, Lord, just help me, because I know this voice sounds familiar. And then I was talking with Craig about it, and we had a really, really good talk. I don't know if it was that same day, but he was, if you were in our house, he was sitting on the couch, and I was at the kitchen table right by that window, because I was trying to eat. I mean, I'm eating, like, constantly. <laughs> And I was eating and crying and talking to him. I was like, just, you know, because I was just sharing some different things. And it was really, really good. But then as we were talking, then I did eventually go into the living room where he was. And I said, no, I know where it is. I know what the, vo- the voice. I said, it's an angel at the tomb talking to someone. And Craig so he told me where to go to. So I went to Matthew 28, verse 1. Let me just read this passage to you, and then I I want to share some more. Are you there? Yes, you are. I don't know why I just don't read it off there. I don't don't know. I have it right here. 
In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, his raiment white as snow, and the fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. And he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly. Tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he goes before you into Galilee. There you shall see him. And I love this, how he ended it. Lo, I have told you. Other translations say, Take note that I have told you. Whenever you see those type of phrases, Lo, I have told you, or if it, when it says, Rejoice in the Lord, again I say, or if it says, Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, wait, I say, on the Lord. When you see those things being emphasized, you know, we take note of them. So that voice, that the, now I'm not saying that this was the exact same voice of this angel that rolled back, you know, and Marie's talking about hearing these angels, but, but I'm saying that I know it was an angelic voice. I know that when I share the next thing with you, your mouths might drop open, as mine did. But um, because I know they come, Hebrews 1.14 says they, their purpose is to minister. They're ministering spirits to minister to those who will inherit salvation. I qualify for that. And that was ministry. Jesus had angels come to him and minister him after he was tempted in the desert. And so I've, we've always known that. But then just to experience something like that just, you know, marks you, you know, forever and just makes you thank God for his provision. So I get an email last Sunday night from Tom. He had talked about some things at prayer with Craig, and I wasn't there, so he emailed me. He says, Anne-Marie, by the time you read this on Sunday, it was probably three to five days ago. Now, the encounter I had was five days ago from when he sent this to me. He says, probably three to five days ago, I saw two angels with you and Craig. One was near you, and one was near Craig. It was just a faint image in my spirit, but I had the clear sense that there were angels, and they were ministering to and supporting you too. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. What a confirmation. You know, when I read that, I was just, I mean, you already you know, knew that, but then it's like, wow. And, you know, of course, that was a wow to Tom. It's like, let him know that, yes, you know, you, you, got, that, you got that right. And Craig has yet to hear from his, but <laughs> his angel. It's like, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but um, what an awesome, awesome thing. <laughs> because, you know, there's a lot of, when you're struggling with it, I mean, I can, I can go back to that. And knowing that the saints of God, Anna Marie, the saints of God are praying for you. And I know that you all are. And if, if some of you are like, I don't know what to pray. Just say, I thank you, God, that a miracle of healing is at work in Anna Marie's body. That phrase, miracle of healing, it's a biblical phrase. If you don't know what else to say, just say that. Say, thank you, God, every day. Say, the miracle of healing is at work in Anna Marie's body. That's all you have to say. It doesn't have to be some long, you know, you quote five scriptures, you know, whatever. So um, that was, you know, basically I wanted to share with you all because I, I don't know, are you encouraged? I thought it would bring encouragement. Yes, amen. Amen. So that's it. Hallelujah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Are you encouraged? I'm encouraged. I believe God, huh? Amen. Prophetic utterance. Let's put up First Thessalonians 5 real quick. We've been talking about the every word. And I'm not going to teach or anything because I, I want to. Tris is in the house and uh, he can just tell me no if he wants to. But I always like to make room, you know, for people. So don't ugly mug me. Get ready. <laughs> but I just want to read the scripture. Uh, and uh, Tom has been uh, a tremendous supply of the spirit for our lives. It's been amazing. And, you know, I want to give him kudos. And everybody has been actually just in a different fashion and form i appreciate it whether they're bringing foods and they're right on time and you guys have all blessed us huge you know what i mean that's really is body life a supply of christ in that something right and uh yeah tom's quite the 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 little house prophet guy these days just you know uh, because it's like this the every word we live by and i'm going to make room real quick is we got the logos we know that the rhema but when it comes to a prophetic utterance it keeps us sane we're not playing fantasy, right? We're not, we're not saying like, you know, Anna's saying, well, I heard this sound. Well, you, you, was it too much medication that you had that day <laughs> or was it, you know, confirmed? And that anchors us. When someone tells us what God already told us, we're not crazy. We're not insane, alone in our heads. And they say exactly what God said. That, that anchors us. That's prophetic utterance. Amen. And that's another word of God in the way that he expresses it. And we need that, right? So if you have something for somebody, don't be afraid. I love the verbiage that he used as well. Uh, I, I, how'd you say it? Retained it? Didn't quite retain it. It was faint, which is a little image of something. But I think, do you know what verse it is, Anna, since you're uh, on fire about uh, prophetic utterance? He said, rejoice always. Don't cease praying. And then he also said, uh, don't despise prophetic utterance, right? Is it 16? Let's just look at it real quick, and I want, it, I want that to keep happening. Rejoice. Listen, this thing is so loaded, and Paul knows what he's doing, and he's inspired by God for us, and we just look into it. This whole thing, you read it later in another time, but the whole thing about us being sanctified and walking right has to do if we apply these aspects. So he said, rejoice evermore. Say, I'm rejoicing. I pray without ceasing. Say, without ceasing. And in everything I give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, right? Quench not the spirit, not doing that, and I'm despising not prophesyings or prophetic utterance. Amen? And we'll go on that another day, but it brings sanity and stability and anchoring that it's not a figment of your imagination, but it's Christ in manifestation. When somebody else tells you this is that. Amen? So keep stirring yourselves up and we'll do that, but I don't want to teach anything. So Trish is here and, uh, yeah, take your liberty. Do what you do with those fancy boots. That was a good segue. I, I can testify about the prophecy. Anna, you're a beautiful woman, and I stand with the I stand in belief that a miracle is going on in your body, and I pray for strength and endurance for you right now. I want to cuss so bad right now; it's not even funny. I'm not. I'm not. It's funny. Craig was, uh, uh, Anna and Craig came up to Dallas last year, I guess it was about this time, because when the Rangers were decent, they were going into the playoffs, <laughs> but uh, Craig, uh, it, was, it was a good meeting, nothing too heavy, and when he was leaving, he had a word, and he said, uh, and I'll butcher a little bit, but this is the, the, the short version, but he said, Cheers, I see a, a golden vessel on a mantle, and I see a wooden jar on a table. 
and the wooden jar is uh, uh, it's in the light. And he says, the golden vessel is in the dark. And uh, the golden vessel is going to come off this mantle and be used for mighty things. It's like, cool, that's cool. You know, man, I'm a wooden vessel. I mean, I'm a golden vessel. And that was it. And, so, and then there was the word equity, and then there will be equity involved. We're like, oh, wow. You know, you, by the way, guys, you can own something, have equity, and it would be worth nothing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> equity doesn't mean money. <laughs> so anyways, and, and then there was a time frame with the prophecy that said within six months this will happen. And this was uh, September, October last year, right? So I'm counting down. Six months, that's February, March. Be rich by then. <laughs> My equity spell with a dollar sign on each end. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I'm walking it out, walking it out. Everything's, I wouldn't say dark, but dead. Um, just, a, just a period of just monotone. Just day after day, same thing, same thing. I don't see a wooden jar on a table. I don't see a golden vessel. You know, I get to February, March. I'm checking my watch, checking my notes, thinking this is bull crap. This stuff, you know, this stuff isn't real. It doesn't work. You know, I, okay, principally God's word's great. How do you apply it? His ways, they're hard. Moses was mad. You know, you go through all these people in the Bible that struggle with his ways, right? So I'm, I'm going like this. Thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know. So, anyways, about two years ago, my wife and I, we were going to move back to Midland and uh, work out here. And God had a different plan. He sent me to um, the guy I was working for in Dallas, said, hey, I need your help in uh, Kansas. And so, uh, will you go to Kansas for three weeks? Well, that was in 2011. Three weeks turned into three months, turned into three years. And it was a fun... I, a lot of experience, a uh, great time for me, but other than what I'm about to tell you, I never really saw anything come out of it, per se, other than that I couldn't have got anywhere else in terms of experience and uh, working for some pretty neat people and things like that. But what happened while I was up there, uh, I guess it was at the first of this year, so this was three months after the prophecy, uh, This I, met, I had to... My boss was supposed to play in a golf tournament, and he couldn't play. So he said, Will you take my place? I said, sure. Why not get to call it a work day and play golf? So I go to play golf with this group of guys that are way above my level, pay grade, the whole thing. I'm just, I'm there because I can hit the ball far, okay? <laughs> and uh, so I'm there just, you know, and then they, they bring this guy from Kansas. And I hadn't, I've been often back and forth from Kansas for two or three years. I never met this guy. And um, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the loudest guy. You can see where society has probably overlooked this guy for years and years and years. And I, I overlooked him, honestly, at first. I mean, I was nice to him, you know, being the uh, American Christian. You're supposed to be nice to everybody kind of thing. So I was nice to him, and we, we got along and all that. That was January. Didn't think anything of it. February, I run into him in Houston at a meeting. Another coincidence, if you will. And so we're talking. Hey, what's going on? You know, And uh, introduce him to some people. They kind of overlook him. So he comes back to, uh, to – he comes – it was like a conference exhibit thing. We had a hall. He came back. We talked. Still nothing. No hit. I'm getting pissed. This is February. You know, my – 
the whole thing's not working. I'm like, you know, okay, whatever. And then March, I go to Kansas, and I run into this same guy again. Just These are random occurrences in my mind. I'm thinking, my gosh, I see this guy everywhere I go. And so I'm, I'm nice to him again. And what had happened at the time, is, and this gets a little detailed, so bear with me, but we were in this project. We handed it over to a partner. The partner was more operationally minded, not acquisition minded. So they tried operations. It didn't work. So we had to go back to acquisition to bring in other people. And so during the first two occurrences with this guy, I, hadn't, I didn't wear an acquisition hat. I was kind of in on the, on the bench, if you will. Our, our role was over. Well, then between those last two meetings, the role came back. They said, all right, we need you to get involved, help us acquire and divest of some of this. And so when I ran into this guy in March, I was thinking, uh, hey, man, I, we got all this acreage in Kansas. I can help you. You can come drill up here for us. He said, sure, sure. I've already submitted plans. They've gotten turned down from all the different partners. And uh, I said, well, send them to me. I'll circle them again. Why not? Look like I'm doing something. So he sends it to me, and we circle it to the partners to approve of his plan, and they do. And uh, he was like, wow, who are you? I was like, nobody. I just hit forward on the email. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he goes, I've submitted it to all these different partners, and they all just kind of smile and look at me funny and go on. And I said, well, all right, so you're ready to go. So before we even signed contracts, he's got his drilling rig on the property, and he's drilling, and I'm still not thinking anything of it. At this time, personally, selfishly, I'm mad. The prophecy didn't work. This is March, April. The six months are over. I've written it off. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, my Armenian and my Calvinism is Armenian. You know, I'm going, I'm trying to figure out how do you, how do you decipher? Where do I land in this thing anymore? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we can all say funny things and make each other feel good, but whatever. But it's like, where's the substance? You know, and so, uh, anyways, he's and he, I'm becoming friends with this guy just because we're seeing each other so much, and now we have this deal, so I have to do the contract with him. And well, anyways, he gets to where uh, he goes. I'm going to come to Dallas. I said, okay. So he came down and. Uh, one of our more prominent partners wanted to meet him. So he goes, well, uh, do you have any words of wisdom? I said, just talk loud. He's deaf. He's old. Just yell in his left ear and he'll hear you. He goes, really? It's like, yeah. Well, this guy doesn't yell louder than probably 20 decibels at the most. I mean, he's, he's just real quiet, real. And uh, so I said, man, that's good that this guy wants to meet you. This could be a big life-changing event for you, da-da-da. And, and then that partner called me and said, hey, you're the guy that's friends with this guy. Why don't you come over too? So I go to the meeting, and, man, it's exciting. This, this guy's, for this guy to give this little guy in Kansas two hours of his day is, you know, it's unheard of. And uh, so the meeting's over, and I'm driving him back to his hotel, and I said, man, isn't this just cool? Isn't this, I said, do you experience this a lot, or is this normal for you? And he didn't really kind of, he just didn't answer, really. He just kind of, oh, you know, somewhere in between. And um, the ne so we had a meeting the next morning with the same group. They were so impressed with him. They said, well, why don't you come back the next day? We want to hear some of your other business ideas. And so that night I drop him off. I go home that afternoon. And I guess during the night he was convicted to, he, he emailed me back and he said, uh, I'm doing this for God's glory. And he and I never really, I could sense he was a Christian. He could sense I was a Christian, but we never had an in-depth 
spiritual conversation, per se. And uh, he said, so, Tris, I don't know what comes of this, but it's for God's glory, and I'm just trying to represent him, da-da-da. And then that incident, boom, God goes, he's the golden vessel. You were the wooden jar on the table, and, you, and I needed somebody that didn't have their head up their butt to get this guy off the mantle into the light. And, it was, and I met him within that six-month time frame, so every part of that prophecy was 100% accurate. And then the next morning we go back to the partner and he's looking, he's going over these business plans and this guy's been Johnny on the spot. I mean, they're talking about on-site motor generation control. He's a mechanical engineer by trade. Well, then after the meeting we leave, I said, Bruce, what's your uh, story, man? Oh, I have three patents behind my name. (laughs) I mean, he's like, he's got this rap sheet this long of just stuff he's done. Totally the guy that anybody in here saw him wouldn't think. I mean, he's self-made at 30-something years old and just amazing guy and that he gives us. So I shared the prophecy with him and his wife. I said, i got to share this with you. I said, I don't know if you're a full gospel guy or whatever. Uh, you know, prophecy, apostles, all that. I said, I believe in it. Here's a word that I got that's, that said, you're a golden vessel, you want to hear this. And uh, so God just wife on the phone and shared it with him. And she was, she goes, yeah, uh, um, it led to the, to the thought, and this is what I got out of it personally. It's, it's funny. I told my wife, I said, hey, babe, I'm not the golden vessel. She went, what? <laughs> you know, wives are there to support. And she, she, she's the best. But, you know, she's like, no, you are. You are. <laughs> no. I said, no, no, not, not in this one. Not in this one. <laughs> and so she, uh, I was like, you know, my old way, I'd, I'd have gotten, oh, you, you got to get it, you got to see it. I was like, no, thanks, babe. I'm your, I'll be your vessel, you know, something corny. <laughs> and, uh, but anyways, what I saw in this prophecy, and it's been very empowering for me, is we have uh, an opportunity as humans to be a part of God's will, okay? We're so selfish by, by nature, you say, what does what God have for me? And then if you make it past the do, re, me, 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 get off of me. Okay. Then you have where people go to, what's God's will for me? That's still selfish. Okay. Stop it at, what is God's will? So you look at, and then... God's been teaching me this for years. I'm pro- I guess I'm not getting it, but it's so awesome. And that's the theory of sin versus will, and I've probably even shared it here. I need to get some new material. Um, but you have, you see Jesus in the desert, right? And he's, he's going through the desert. He's not struggling with sin. He's being tempted, no doubt, because even the angels came to minister him after. But he doesn't struggle. He says, thus says the Lord, boom, 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 God's word, back to God's word. Thus says the Lord, thus says the Lord, three times. Okay, he's worn out, he hadn't eaten. Satan just gave him a work over, and, but he's, he's, he's restored right there. But now think of that opening scene of Passion of the Christ when Jesus is sitting there and blood's coming off his nose. And he says, not my will, but your will be done. The hardest thing for us to do as Christians is to give up our will 
Because sometimes we get our head chopped off for God's will. It's, it's just reality. This isn't going to teach. Probably won't go past the Ecclesia website. <laughs> or you guys may get a call from some government saying we're <laughs> fanatical. So sorry. <laughs> but, but seriously, part of God is not always pretty. It's dark. It's singing when it's dark. But what I learned through this process, I, ho- I hope God keeps me on this powerful high right now that I'm on, is that if you can get rid of self, and this sounds very fundamental, but it's so powerful because it's taken me 17 years to get here, I guess. When you get rid of self, everything changes. Your prayer life changes. You love your neighbor because you're not worried about loving yourself so much. Um, the biggest, the, one of the strongest things is that you overcome sin. Because sin is just selfishness. Sin is, hey, what do I want? Well, you know, I want this. God says, no, you can't have it. No, I want it. I'm selfish. So even in my own life, as I'm getting tempted, right now, and hopefully it stays this way, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it does, but right now, I can grab that. Say, no, it's, not, it's God's, not, it's my will that I want that, not God. And it goes that fast. Whereas... Two months ago, I'd struggle with it. You know, I have to fight it and pray and get in the light. And, hey, come on, friends, let's talk, you know. Now it's like, it's that powerful. It's God's will. Not, it's my will, God's will. So it's been, uh, it, it, to, to elaborate just one more point I want to make on the will. Sin versus will. Where I'm at now in terms of more of a teaching, but I just want to hit the first part, is the Lord's Prayer. Because I think our probably our only strongest tool is prayer. It's really all we have, honestly, if you think about it. You know, I mean, we can... That's it. Prayer. Pray for the saints, as Anna was saying. Everything was birthed out of word, the word of God, his mouth. So in the, in the Lord's prayer, when you're looking at it, it says, uh, Father, holy is your name. Okay, If you, if you can't say that, you're not a... You have to be a Christian to say that. You have to have the Holy Spirit before you're going to call God holy. So that's obviously the foundational principle number one. We're past that. If you're not past that, let's get up here and let's get that fixed right now. Okay. Number two is your kingdom come, your will be done. That's it. We, we, we roll over that religiously. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And then we get into the daily bread and forgiving of sins and that's where we all get stuck in state you know oh you know god i gotta i gotta be the goal i need more equity <laughs> you know we, we jumped right past that you know, and, and so you you've got to get if you don't have that first part of the prayer forget the rest don't worry about bread i mean god's gonna feed you the, the righteous don't forsake they're not forsaken they don't beg for bread period it's a principle Forget about it. You don't have to now sound like Craig. Forget about it. Um, the will of God is so big and so bigger than us, which is the part on selfishness. So here's the last. I told Craig I've, I've settled on these three things for my Christianity now as my, as my foundation. Um. Lay your will at the altar for God's will. Not God's will for you, but God's will, period. Okay? Love your neighbor, second commandment, and enjoy the day. 
Anything else doesn't matter. Consider the lilies of the field. Love your husband, love your wife. Love the saved, love the unsaved. Eat a ribeye steak every once in a while. Break down on the couch if you have to every once in a while. It's about community and the body. And that's... And, because that, you know what, the rest goes, the darkness goes, all that goes, and we're all left with one another. So let's figure it out now. But I just want to uh, praise God and share the, the power of uh, seeing that prophecy come true and that it made me small but uh, energized. I appreciated it. Amen. Let's stand up. Let's stand up and give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Why don't you stand up? Just give him bless him. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this freshing and refreshing. Lord, it feels good. It feels good to have joy. It feels good to have happiness. Happy are people whose God is God. We're blessed. We're happy. And Lord, thank you for sending your son Tris here, bringing joy, bringing happiness, bringing freshness, bringing truth and reality. Lord, we're thankful. We're thankful to be joined, connected. We're so thankful. Lord, we're thankful. We rejoice. We rejoice how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the oil coming down the beard, down the body. It's your oil, and we feel so energized. I thank you personally, and as a body, we thank you for refreshing us. Thank you right now. Thank you for this. Thank you for today. Thank you for this, Son of God. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate truth and grace and all those things that he brought today. We drink from it today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We partake of that manna, that hidden manna today. The word of God, the word of life, that spirit, that life, that water out of the rock. And Lord, we're ready for everything we can do. We can do all things in the name of Jesus. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, there's one powerful statement that he made about sin and your will. And some of you are struggling with a certain area. And I want to make that a breakthrough for you by the power of the words that he just spoke. So it's simply, it's really simple. Return to the simplicity in Christ. It's really simple. If it's self, I, 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 then their sin is rooted there. Whatever that area is that you're battling right now about you, it's about you, it's about you. And just say what Trish just said, your will, your will, not just your will for my life, your will in this area, your will in this area. If you have that right now, that struggle is going to end. Just lift your hand if you have that. I see the hands. I see the hands. Right now. And, and it make, it's so simple but so powerful. And it begins to happen now. Self decreases, he increases. Just by that decision that you made. Self, anxieties, fears, um, all those things. Self, it diminishes right now. Right now. So I can see hands. Just those hands that are lifted that you got that, just wave it as an offering to Jesus. And from now on, the rest of our lives, just incorporate that. Not your will for my life, your will. That's powerful. Your will. You got that? And watch him begin to increase. See, he increases automatically. We decrease. It happens. So, Lord, everyone lifting their hands to heaven. We're right now, we're saying, your will for our lives. Your will for our lives. Your will for our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.
Trist, as you were speaking, the word uncommon came. And there's a... <laughs> oh, hey, that's, that's good. That's, that, that, that helps my confidence here. <laughs> when the guy who prophesied laughs. But really, the word uncommon came. Because the word uncommon is uh, one that rises above the, the, the level of common. And C.S. Lewis uh, had this phrase. He says, God's heroes are going to show up, and the world is going to say, where did you come from? And that's right. But you've been with the Lord. And the words that releases the captives has come forth. And for that person, that's a hero. And so, in the name of Jesus, I just pray over this man and thank you for this man, for the word, the uncommon word that comes forth to bring life and life eternal to people that are, have chains on them. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray blessings upon him, God. Blessings upon him. Because when you came, you didn't have a gold chalice. You didn't have a gold cup. You had a common cup, a wooden cup that you drank from. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that he images you. Well, what a what a unique day. Truly unique. Just the real living out of God's word. Right here before us. Both both Anna and, and Tris. Wow, thank you God. Just so thankful. Man, if that doesn't impact you, we need to give you CPR. <laughs> really. Golly. Thank you, God. <laughs> Raise you from the dead. Yeah, I think everyone here was impacted. Yeah, I know. Thank you, Anna, for the effort that that took, uh, even leading worship, because you know that's not easy. I, you know, you you hold up and you you put on the strong face and everything, but I know it's not easy. And I appreciate your effort. And thanks for being here and offering what you've lived through and uh, have learned, uh, making it simple. Man, what a honest, easy way to, to present that. I mean, just, man, it's so good. Uh, it speaks to me. I appreciate your heart. 